podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ain't no place like a cowboy place, ain't no time like a cowboy time. Ain't no way like the cowboy way, have a cowboy kind of day, yeah. Try the new Big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at a Roy's, ain't no way you're going wrong, hey, yeah. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Professional, good evening and welcome along to the Trippers. It is the Monday Club as ever. I am your host and producer on the night, it's Phil. Um, beside me tonight, I've got debutante Ian Griffin, I've got Gar Brain, and of course, a big Joe Walsh here. Now, Joe, as you know, we've had many impressions of him over the last couple of weeks, so we decided to get the real thing in this night, in tonight instead. Uh, the Monday Club is always brought to you in association with Redsbet. Redsbet are a betting site tailor-made to um, support fans' needs. They give 50% of everything to the fans, so no matter what, the fans end up a winner. Um, so get on to redsbet.com and share the app and share the glory and gamble responsibly, of course. And, of course, we have a couple of uh, bets out, with chari- uh, not charity bets, but um, uh, sponsored bets out during the week for the games that are coming up because Liverpool aren't involved. We'll probably pay more interest in this. And, Joe, you've got wheelbarrows of cash from taking yeah. off all the bookies, haven't you? Loads of money, yeah. We have, we have. And, Ian, you've got... You've got a you got a book for the bookies. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to have a chat to Joe? <laughs> 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 well, then we will have a challenge match, Joe versus Ian, to see who comes out the winner at the end of the season. We'll take off this jacket here. Ah, where we right, lads. Um, we're doing something a bit different tonight because I haven't been able to get the streaming thing working. And to be quite frank. Um, I'm trying to produce it and host it at the same time uh, but where was it I sent you on the agenda earlier on and the first thing I want to do is cover off the match on Saturday right and we go into it um, with needing the three points we go into it knowing that we were under a bit of pressure because of the two draws that we had against Leicester and West Ham we look at what's in front of us and you're saying home game against Bournemouth great chance to do something you've got the positive the positives of Cater coming off what was a good second half against West Ham on, at the weekend you've got the positives of a, an Anfield crowd who are up for it like it was a European match so lots of positives going into this game so it was made to win in what was your take? Come on into that mic there. Uh, make, make love to that mic. That make sweet music to that mic. You've got to think of yourself. I was going to say R. Kelly, but that wouldn't no, be probably appropriate. Uh, <laughs> that was the perfect game for us. Like, yeah. like Bournemouth, I was going to ask, Eddie Howe doesn't know how to, to set up his side defensively. <laughs> so I'm not getting too excited. because uh, Load of positives. That's our best uh, midfield three. For me, no, it's classy. He's the first name on the team show. I think he just breaks up everything. And no one even talks about his passing. His range of passing is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He just spots the fullback going down on both sides and picks out. His passing is brilliant. Keita has to play as a as a part of a two as well. He was kind of uh, he's kind of found out as part of, as a winger. I think 
just hasn't got the pace to go by players. Mm. So that was a great, and then Genie, brilliant. I think uh, bringing Firmino back through the middle as well is brilliant because he drops deep and then just so much space for Salah and Mane just going behind. And then he also creates space for uh, Genie to go behind. Gotcha. As we see him at the goal, and what a, what a finish as well. <laughs> yeah. I'll come back to Kaiser in a while because I think it's worth the debate, right? But you, 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 you'd eaten some of the dark side beans that I've been handing out to the lads as we were picking up the draws and the whole lot. How elated were you to get that result at the weekend? Oh, the first five minutes, I, I started to worry a bit. As soon as they went that attack and Alison said, I went, ah, oh, here we I wanted to talk about the Alison said because that's, that's those moments in a league campaign. Yeah, we've seen them do it a few times this season already. The close range saves, that save is... It's a good save, don't get me wrong. Fraser slightly got a bit of a nick on it as well. And then, just after that, something seemed to click with us. Mm. We just got control of the game. Midfield three were well outstanding, I have to say. Yeah. Fabinho and Genie, we'll, we'll talk about the other part of that later <laughs> on. But as, as Ian said, Fabinho's range of passing, and you know, you've got that Henderson debate all the time where he's, he's picking out the fullbacks, and he's told to do it by Klopp. But Fabinho has that loft in his pass. Yeah. He looks like he's smoking a cigar. Yeah, the end of the goal side, the side all the time. Though, doesn't he? That's yeah, the and I think he's told to do it in Prince. Yeah, whereas Fabinho has that. Verticality. Yeah, verticality. It's just that loft of pass, and he found. You know, he must have done it about seven or eight times where he yeah. found Robertson and Milner yeah. left and right all the time. Um, and, you know, Genie, I've, I've often said, I think he's my player of the year, Phil. Absolutely, he's been superb this year. So, so underrated in the middle. Yeah. In everything he does. If he was Spanish, we'd be all raving about him. Didn't even make Kenny Cunningham's team of the year. Declan Rice is in there ahead of him. Declan Rice. Yeah, in 4 4 2. Joe? Yeah, I'll agree with the lads. Thought it was good performance. The only thing last week, uh, Bournemouth, we couldn't have asked. Bournemouth were the ideal team for us to play. There was no one. There's, even the likes of Huddersfield would have sat deep and made it awkward. When Bournemouth came out, they were missing two of their better players. They let, let leave space. It just suited us. So I'm not going to get carried away about it. Three nil. It was an expected win, deserved win. But next week will be a different story. So mm. uh, I'll enjoy it while it lasts. The defence lads, I just, Matt still gives me kittens. Like, do you know what I mean? There was even times when we were two 0 up and three 0 up, and he's getting pushed off the ball by the invisible man. He's he's relying on those long legs a lot to make recovery grabs in a ball because a couple of times Fraser was on his shoulder, and especially when when it was two 0 before we got the toward goal. And like he basically brushed Matt beside, and there was that last dish sort of foot going out with a big long toe to pull the ball back towards him and, and torn out of it. Reminds me of myself, me Pete. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he's just he's just too weak. And he's uh, sorry. Uh, I just thought when you're watching him, you're just waiting on an error. Like he does a job beside Van Dijk, but he is he's not good enough for us long term. But it's just that for someone so big and. It, he just brushed off the ball so easily and so yeah. often. That's the problem. Yeah, I just say like actually his passing is not that bad. Mm. When he does step into midfield. He seems to be able to find the pass. But why is it always the fact that he's stepping out out of the back? It should be Van Dijk coming out with the ball yeah. all the time. I don't see. It always seems to be him coming out from the back. There's probably a reason for that. Yeah, because you don't want Van Dijk stepping out and him being the last man. Yeah, I think Oh, but lads, look. You know the the first goal. Who was the first goal again? It was 
Um, the fourth goal was Mane. Mane. Mane, yeah. Yeah, the fourth goal, Mane again. Now, I, I had been sort of worrying about the fact that every time Mane scored, we seemed to drop points at this stage, right? But so I see Mane scoring, and there's a little tingle going on in the arsehole there to go, whoa, <laughs> no, not again, can't be at home. It was a great goal. Surprisingly good header of the ball as well. Yeah. Yeah, like it's yeah, he's been very lively the last while. Mm-hmm. Like Firmino and Salah have sort of been in and out, but uh, I think Mane the last five six games has been our. Most he's picked the run up, hasn't yeah, he? Like he's, he's always looked to make something happen. Hasn't yeah. he? Always, any time you know, if you want to say the other two went hiding or weren't playing well, it was always Mane that seemed to be getting picking up good positions mm-hmm. and yeah. trying to make things happen, trying to go boys defenders, whereas the other two went. So there was nothing really happening. Now. Mm. Well, like, when I look at Mane, though, I, I, I often call him the Fastino Esprilla of, of Liverpool because it's, like sometimes you wonder, does he know he's in? But he's back to playing on instinct. When we talked about him before Christmas, where he seemed to be struggling to find a bit of form, he wasn't scoring goals, he wasn't getting into the right positions, and he was falling over the ball a lot, right? Now it just seems like he's playing on instinct again. He believes in himself. He has that inner confidence that a couple of goals brings to a striker that plays in that role. And he looks like the Mane that was... The year before we signed Salah, where he he was their main man essentially. And remember, he got injured in, in the March time. Yeah. Our, our form seemed to drop off, but he looks to be in that danger form where teams can't play against. He's just unplayable as it stands. Before yeah. he went to the African Nations Cup that time, remember we were we were terrible after he went. Yeah, he's not the smartest man in the world. I still think his finishing is not too good. Like he's being so he gets two on goal and he's kind of clueless with the goal. He misses too many chances, but he's still being class last week. Do you ever see the video of him? All his finishes where so he can't stay on his feet. When he scores, he can't stay on his feet. No. I go, well, I'm on to YouTube. Oh, no, he can't stand up. He's like, he's like the James Milner of finishing. Remember, James Milner couldn't cross the ball successfully unless he fell over in the cross, right? Man, I can't finish if he stays standing. Seriously, no, no, it's there. There's like a five minute video of him scoring all his goals, and every goal he's falling over as he's striking the ball. So we just need to keep him off balance. <laughs> <laughs> um, lads, Firmino. An enigma for me. I, I'm, I'm gonna hands out here, right? Like his back heel for the Salah goal, it's visionary, right? The amount of times he gives away possession as when we're breaking is heartbreaking. Like I'm screaming, I go, "What? Are you, how did you do that again?" Like, do you know what I mean? And I see it's repeated, but then at the same time, he's probably missing a few goals as it stands as well. Like, like the one where he goes through at the at the end of the game, where Van Dijk is standing beside him, he just has to slot the ball to it, and it's an empty goal. Like, there's so much good and bad going on with Firmino at the moment. Is he a player that needs a goal to get the get the form going, John? He doesn't score enough for me. I think he's eight or nine league goals in a team like the the way the chances we create and all. That. I, personally, I'd rather a number nine that's that's going to get you fifteen, twenty goals. He'll never get that for the own team. Like Andy Carroll. No, no, hold on. That's a very nice. Uh, <laughs> I do, yeah, I do, he doesn't score enough for me. I, I rate him, but I don't know. He's probably the weakest to the front three. Do you think? Yeah. In? I think if you t- if you get in a, a number nine, what, what number nine is going to give you that vision and that work ethic that he does? Like He's so intelligent. It's so hard to find strikers where they have that intelligence. And I think his flick is taken away from the Keita pass, in fairness. Mm. No one talking about that Keita pass, but... I see how deep he's dropping in games as well. He's not going to score many goals. From the, that's the position he's been asked to play. It's only, well, his position has changed, but th- like that game on, on, on Saturday, was the four, we went back to that front three and they had Firmino through the centre and they were letting Salah cause all the mayhem out, out wide on the right-hand side and we seemed to score goals again. Now, is, there a, a not, is the argument there not that when we're playing the teams that are from the top six down, that's the way we should be setting up to go against yeah, them? Against West Ham, Firmino dropped at least four times the count 
in to a defensive midfield position to pick up a ball. Mm. No, I'm sorry. He does not need to be in that position to was pick up a ball. Was he being told to do that though? I could, couldn't. Not be. a chance. Not, when well, there's like two, when there's three, give it a three centre midfielders there. There's no way he needs to be coming that deep, especially against, as Phil said, that type of side. We need to be, you know, have forwards moving, dragging centre halves left and right, and we had not, we weren't doing enough. Yeah. There was nothing up there at times. The, the two lads were isolated left and right, far too wide at times. Yeah. Joe? Yeah, I agree. I, don't, I said that myself watching the West Ham game. Boy, like, boy would clap ass. I think he just wasn't getting into the game. He just wanted to drop back, get a few touches and get involved. But he's useless to us there. Yeah. That's, yeah. I like him, but he's just frustrating with the, some of the finishes and... But the, goals. It, the way we had been playing with Salah sort of put, wandering in from right into into central, him dropping out relies on Trent Alexander being there on the right hand side because like Robertson, he's making up the ground and he's becoming your attacking your, your right hand side attacking threat. When we don't have him there and you're playing Milner, when you do that, you just leave a huge big gap. Yeah, like the sp- the, the player isn't there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and Salah just goes right into the middle and he's so easy to pick up then. Mm. So. Like, we need him, like we need Firmino to stop in a tiny bit shorter and then Salah going in from the, and the, the two lads coming in from the, yeah. the sides. Lads, uh, on that, Keita, let's talk about him. You know, I had, I would caution extremities in this one. The games he's played up until now, he had a good run at the start, a good four games at the start of the season, injuries, all that type of stuff. I thought he looked really poor up until this game. But this is the first game, and I suppose one of the, one of the arguments that's been going on about that we signed him to play in a particular position and play a certain way and this is the first time where we set up with the three up front that you would have expected him to play with and had Fabinho and Wijnaldum to do the more or less the donkey work from alongside and to let him just drift and wander around in front of them and pick up places and not have to worry so much about what was happening behind him and more try to influence the game in the centre or what was going on in front of him is this the, is this the way we're going to get the best out of Keita? Okay. Well the outfield if, if you look you know, essentially the weekend Milner certainly attacked more, mm. maybe because he was afforded the opportunity to, and Barnett were, were a bit more open. But if you get the two, if you want to call them holding midfielders, Fabinho was able to go right all the time, and I've seen that Genie went left to cover Robbo's runs all the time. But Keita had, had had didn't have to be disciplined. He could go and, and enjoy the play a bit more because he knew the two guys were behind him. And you know, in, in a player's mentality, I'm sure he's all played lads. You know, often times you look at lad behind it and, and do you trust him at times? No. <laughs> 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 no, there, there is that thing about it, like that, that psychology about it. And, you know, does Keita feel right? We know the two good, you know, I know these two are behind me. There's that bit of trust there. You know, if you got, and obviously I'm not getting down hands because I do like Henderson, but he's, he's not as mobile as he's like. But I, I, I counter that. I would say you can... And my whole thing all season has been you play either Genie or Henderson. Mm. They're both going to do the same job for you, right? And then you play Fabinho. And if you're going to play Keita, but you can also play Shakiri. If Oxley Chamberlain comes back, you play. They all play. They can all play different roles of attacking midfielder in that midfield. If you play with Fabinho and one, what we're probably a bit light on is that if Fabinho isn't there, you don't have another player that brings the same type of talent set yeah. as he does. Yeah. And, you know, as much as people uh, will steal Malloy and Emery Chan at times, Fabinho, for me, that's why we brought him in, yeah. because we've seen him as an upgrade on Chan. And when you see him playing, like, he's, he's intelligent, he's covering the, that front of the back four, and as you said, he gets the ball off the defence, turns and starts moving us forward as opposed to moving us from side yeah. to side. And that makes such a difference to how we play. I don't think it's an option between Genie and Hendo, though. 
if, like if you look at the midfield, like what other midfielders actually make them deep runs apart from Genie? Like, mm-hmm. like would Hendo got in behind against at the weekend and, and finish like that? I'd agree with you if Genie had five or six goals this season. Yeah, but you look at the games. Even like remember the game, the goal against uh, City was the last season when he the deep the deep mm-hmm. run into the box with the header. I just don't see Hendo like he's not as mobile as Genie. He can't get into them positions. Like I, I personally haven't watched both of them all season. I don't think the impact is that big if you play one or the other. Now. On form and on the way this season has gone, I'd have Wijnaldum in there over Henderson as the fourth choice. But if you're going to rotate players and give players and bring them certain through, I'd rather keep the shape of the midfield the way it is and then bring rotate out between Henderson and Wijnaldum. The issue we'll have is that if anything happens to Fabinho, you don't have a like for like. And then that necessitates a change in shape in your midfield as opposed to doing something else. Joe? Yeah, Fabinho has to start now. I think it, he's dropped him a couple of times and he's paid a price uh, I think he, I compared him to Vieira the start of the season when I was on this. I just think he has everything physical, good in the air. He's a bit of pace. And like I said, when he gets the ball off centre half, he, he can take the ball in on the mm. side. Henderson just isn't comfortable. He never will be. He's done it for years. He, when he gets the ball off centre half, he just has to go to a full back or to the side. Whereas yeah. Fabinho will turn and just attack. Uh, I don't. I still, I'm a fan of Henderson, so I'm not going to say, you know, he, he can't get near the team, but I probably agree with you. It's him or Genie and um, Kate. At the moment, the three lads are sad. Have to be first choice, but I guarantee you, Klopp won't start no. the trade against. I think he feels like we get we get exposed when we have them three in there, doesn't he? Because even yeah. at times the weekend they did break and look they look like scoring, mm. and he, he generally just goes with, with the defensive three against the top yeah. side, doesn't he? Which I don't think. I I I am on record as saying I believe the the midfield against United is going to be Milner, Henderson, and, and Mignaldum. Yeah, every big game, win. every big game yeah. we've played this season, that's Four, who started yeah. as the three, yeah. and it's almost like he trusts them because they played so many big games and we've come through so many big games with yeah, them. Yeah, but so. this season we haven't. This is the problem against Paris Saint-Germain and against City. Back for it. So he's going to make the same mistake again? Yeah. Well, the, but, well, the argument is that though, look at the, the Arsenal game, look at the Napoli game at home where we had to win and we got the result and they probably, those three probably played their best game as a trio in midfield. I think the argument there is if you look at Man City, like they look, they have Bernardo Silva, David Silva and Fernandinho. They only, they only play one defensive midfielder mm. and it works for them. Like, yeah. I don't look. You know, as I said, to you, my my pref- preferred midfield is Fabinho with the rest. Just <laughs> throw anybody in, put Fabinho there, and you can figure out the rest from there on. Because if you if you have if you have him, and then you have a fella who likes to retain possession. That's what I'm saying, Henderson and Wijnaldum, and then you have one of a more attacking threat, which is Keita, Oxley Chamberlain when he's fit, or Shakiri if you're going to put Shakiri into the side. I know you love Shakiri. I, I, oh, I like Shakiri for the last twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Just on that Shakiri thing, do you think? No, I don't like him, Joseph. No, I, I like him. Don't kill me. <laughs> right up to that Man City game, he's playing very well. Mm. He, he's scoring goals. Mm-hmm. Then suddenly he gets dropped. You know, as a player, you wonder. You know, he's played for some big clubs. As a player, you wonder the psychology go a bit and go right. I'm not really trusted here. If you look in every game after that, he was he was quite poor. I'm not really worried about security to be told. No, not not that you worry about it, but he was quite poor in all them uh, games. I know, I know what you're getting. Form didn't, didn't didn't. But there's 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 a couple of things that pops into me, and it's what Joe says. And I hate to label somebody as a super sub, right? Mm. But he seems to be very adept at reading what's going on in the game, that so that when he co- when he comes on. He has a, a, an actual impact on the match when he comes in, where he doesn't necessarily influence it 
from the start of the games. And sometimes players are just better at being able to read a game, come in and impact it. Yeah, the thing I'd say is probably, if you look at the club, he's probably the only number 10 that we actually have that can actually sit in behind the strikers and actually play that pass. So, like, so mm. gonna, I think he's going to be still very important this season. Mm. I definitely I completely agree with you. That's why I think, when you, depending on how you set your midfield up and who he's going in there, he's going to be options. If you're, if you're going to play, if you're looking for a more natural striker, say, like, say you're trying to figure out what, say for me, I picked up an injury, right? What do you do then? And you've, your options are you've got Sturridge and Origi. Neither of them are going to be great playing in, in as the middleman. Oh no, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. Like you put you put Salah in the middle and you put Shakiri yeah. as one of the three. And I think that's what we all expected them to do yeah. when he signed. Or if you're going to play him, if you're going to play one of those two strikers, you need to really play a ten, someone that's able to pick up the ball and give them more space in front of them and, and occupy yeah. players. Because when they play against two centre backs, they just get marked out of the game very easy. Oh, I thought Origi did well when he came on. He runs around. Like, mm. <laughs> he does. No, like Storage doesn't want to sprint anymore. He's finished. Like, he can't. Storage can't sprint. He, well, it, it's in his head. Of course he can sprint. Uh, no, well, he might, but then his hamstring explodes. He's warm weather training. Warm weather training will definitely use those hammers. But we might go to Barcelona like Skirtle did. Was James Skirtle torn down enough for going to Barcelona this week? No. Yeah. That's easy. Really? Yeah. Well, that's what he's saying. Well, every time I check their results, he's sent off. (laughs) (laughs) How has he been not suspended for 20 days? Well, I think it's just the league. It doesn't count if it's scared getting sent off. It's grand. It's it's, it's fine. They're actually doing them a favour. Lads, uh, moving along on it, right? Um, I wanted to get on to, you know, the break, right? The impact of this result. The City game coming after, right? We all had our tails up. We were delighted with the result. It's a brilliant result to take in. It gives you that momentum back that we were sort of fearing. You know, you don't want another sort of ropey result after the two draws. You come out with what you take as being your wobble and you're saying, right, we have a game in hand. Once we don't lose that game in hand, we'll go back clear at the top, right? That's assuming you match all the results all the way up onto that point as well. But you have that there behind you. Then you're looking at the next two games in front. You're looking at Leicester and Spurs. You're thinking... Maybe Leicester will do something here, and they should have. That's a stupid penalty to miss. And then you're looking at the City-Chelsea game, and you're saying to yourself, Roy, this is going to be one of City's toughest games before the end of the season. Uh, don't mind the sports thing. That's just an absolute shit fest oh. with Chelsea. It's a disgrace. Those players should be absolutely ashamed of so themselves. Scary, though. He has to go, doesn't he? If anybody in the world knows that Jorginho is not even a good footballer, <laughs> like he really he can't. He do, he's not mobile. He can, he can only pass the ball side to side. They have the best defensive midfielder in the world there, and he's not playing. Anybody in the world can see it. But isn't it more than just that? How many times have Chelsea, those Chelsea, that group of Chelsea players, they've only added one or two, right? When they don't like, when, when the players are done with the manager, they literally down tilt. And that was a team that basically fucking down tilts in the first half look, of that they match. Look confused, yeah. don't they? they look confused with his tactics. They. Hazard doesn't want to be there. Let's, uh, let's I, be I, think, I think it's clear as day that Hazard is off at the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, I think yeah. it's like you're going to He's going to make an announcement that. and he knows what he's going to do, so it's like. Well, well let's Madrid. I'm gone, yeah. Is he good enough for Madrid, though? No. No. He's not going to do I think he goes missing a lot of games. So he's a warm weather player, is he? Lads, it was a fucking disgrace. I was just so annoyed. I was actually so annoyed at that. I was just there going, having gone through it and like getting your hope up that maybe 
just maybe I might remove the clouds of doubt from my mind and say, right, if they drop points here, definitely we're on to something. They just go and fuck. Not only did they beat them, they somehow managed to significantly improve their goal difference. Like, you couldn't have wrote that like, any worse in terms of... And fucking Niles Bagley gives them an assist. Oh. And the worrying <laughs> thing for me is, did you see their subs? It was David, I know. David Silva, Mares and... Yeah, Gabriel Jesus. And we're talking about Derek, Origi, and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, Joe. Well, I, I'm not going as far as... I, I saw, I listened to a few of the pundits yesterday saying Liverpool have to win every game now because mm. City are going to win the last 12. They're not going to win the last 12. We're like it. They're going to drop points and Liverpool are going to drop a lot of points, unfortunately. But City, City win 8 or 9 in the last 12. Like... Uh, you can I wouldn't read too much into that. Sell, uh, Chelsea just down tools, and yes, like it's just the game was there for City. It was a freak result. You're not going to have that. City are going to struggle in other games where teams just sit back and make it awkward. So I, I still think if Liverpool win ten the last twelve, they win the league. But uh, I still think they're going to have to win at least ten of the last. I know people are saying they need to win them all, but if you look at it right, Chelsea City have two teams in the top six left in the last 12 games and we have to play three teams in the top six and we've also to play our local rivals who are basically just going to do whatever it takes not to lose that game so as that we drop points. The worrying games for me is probably Burnley at home and Newcastle away. (laughs) No really because them teams just set up so defensively against us. We've seen against Leicester and against West Ham. Teams are sitting on the edge of their own box. We just struggle Mm. and Burnley Sean Dyche is a master at just just he's gonna have me and Tarakoski just sitting there in Amphia just milling balls away all day. He's gonna have well, to play that tongue to break. He's got rid of Joe Hatton, eh? I know, well, yeah. that's the that's the biggest letdown part. Look, look, look at their results as yeah. they've gone out. I know, I know. Well, could have told him that before he signed them. What are you doing <laughs> signing here? Friends, the two lads were injured. Friends, so. Maybe maybe we can offload Minulay to them as well next season. <laughs> <laughs> so they can spend more money on rubbish goalkeepers. But lads, like looking at it though, the impact of that city result does it does it galvanise in the team's mind what they have to do? In every game, and more so, does it really drive home that you can only approach this? And I hate to use a cliche, but you really can only approach it one game at a time. Yeah, what is that approach? The last two, last sorry, the previous before Bournemouth, one game at a time, and we completely balls up. I think that's where we balls up, and then you go into a tough match set of fixtures. Would have looked and gone at the start of the season. March is probably your tough month. The same mm. was was bad as it was. We were, we were really good, but we've always taken one game at a time in France. And I think the last two games that are going to be the ones that, that really kill us. Mm. Games we probably looked on paper and gone, yeah, we get three points there. Yeah, yeah. Not Jaldo. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wines and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. No, I, I predicted they wouldn't win. And I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not confident against United, unfortunately. And like Phil said, Everton, Everton's going to be a nightmare. I think the United game suits us though, doesn't it? I'd rather play United under Soldier than Mourinho. I, he no. doesn't know what Mourinho's going to do. He's going to come and spoil yeah. the game. 
Like we're gonna like there's some more space in behind. I just think I just think they're more dangerous. The way Solskjaer has them playing, than necessary. Like with Mourinho, when we played them at Anfield, that team had done a Chelsea and a down tools and had no interest in playing. Right, and as soon as we got our nose in front, they just basically packed it in. We could have won a hundred nil. In fact, it would have been great to put double figures past them that day. They would have deserved it, right? Yeah. But I think they're gonna, as I said to you before we started, like for them, if they beat us, as much as they don't really care about City. Ours is a real rivalry, mm. and Everton's is a real rivalry with us, right? And as I said to you, of all the teams in the league that just want to stop us winning the league... We have too many rivals, that's what you're saying. No, <laughs> no, I'm saying the, the United thing and us is purely down to who can win the most league titles, right? They don't want to see us win the league title because it starts bringing it back in terms of what it is. They don't want to see us back at the top table. They don't want to see us in this position, right? And they will do... Imagine Old Trafford, they're going to be buying for them to get a result. They might fill it. it, yeah. They probably will fill it that day. <laughs> they get some City fans in <laughs> to come in. And, but, like, you know, this is just that, for them, this is, they, not only can the end, like, essentially think that they've ended their title chase, right, but also then just to rub it down our throats as well. Like, and that, to me, does that not sport our players on, Joe? Does it not, does it not make you, as a player, do you just go, if we go there and beat them and have them walking out of the ground at 60 minutes, that is just going to be the ultimate yeah, it changed, up. Yeah, it changed my whole feeling about the end of the season if we went out and did that. But as I said, they're gonna they're not going to sit back. But I, I think Liverpool are going to be a bit more defensive going out there. And they're going to play that midfield. And Klopp will look to keep it tight. And hopefully, I think that's just going to suit United. I'm just worried that, yeah, like I said, they're going for fourth place. And they'll love nothing more than take, like, you know, the beat and City win that weekend, you know, yeah. it's yeah. the yeah, cup. It's, it's so interesting to see what kind of midfield he does put out in that game, because if he goes with the three defensive midfielders, like, he has to go for it now, but at this stage... But he won't. Like, he, well, I, think I think you have to be fearless. I think you have to be fearless. City, they play with one defensive midfielder every single game. Yeah. Like, City have to play United as well, obviously, yeah. right? But like, I'm just saying, like, City's, uh, City's like two games against the top six of Spurs and United, right? So they aren't, if you look at them, they're probably the two toughest of the top six games you have to pay, play on paper because both teams are putting results in and putting good form in. Whereas the other two hams are trying to figure out who can finish fifth and sixth, right? But like, for, this is, for us, it's such a big, it's such a big game. Like, it's every, like again, it's bigger than 0809 when we went there. It's bigger than 13 and 14. It's just, this is just, in I think it's probably the biggest Liverpool United game from a Liverpool fan's perspective in yeah. nearly 20 years. Yeah. Easy. I don't think this, I don't think of a game, a bigger game. Potentially 08 or 09 when it looked like it could have been a title disorder, but it, it didn't turn out that way. But like, this is just huge. Especially when they look so galvanised at the moment. Every, every one of them looks like they're playing with a bit of confidence. Yeah. Rashford looks looks a talent now. Yeah, Martial looks a talent. Martial looks a talent. Obviously, he's signing new contracts all over the place as well. Mm. In fairness, like yeah. Chris Marlin and Phil Jones. That's probably going to be the centre half partnership. So that's why I think if Liverpool go and play that midfield and go at them, but they could rip them apart. <laughs> but there's better sides we went at, uh, and there's better sides we played against and we went at, and we we just played yeah. them off the park. Think about City last year, Champions League, PSG yeah. this season. We we can put a toe to toe with any team in the world. Let's yeah. see what yeah. we can do it like. Yeah, because it's gonna be it's gonna be class as a cup final sort of game, and Klopp struggles in cup finals. 
I hate that. I hate that euphemism. I told you that the final thing is bound. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's a league game and we're going to win, and that's why it's like, yeah, if it happens. You said one game at a time. One game at a time, yeah. <laughs> but you can only play one game at a time. <laughs> have you ever tried to play two games? You have to get four goals up on the pitch. It's a fucking nightmare. You have to get one of those ovals that they use in cricket just to have enough room to put two pitches down. Um, but let's look at. Look, look, the, we don't have a game forever at this rate, right? So they've gone off to do a bit of warm weather training, and I wanted to have a chat to you, right? So they're off to Marbs for a bit of a no carbs and Marbs to, to see what they get on with, right? They've gone off for a week. The pros of warm weather training, I sent you an article around it where they talked about the pros and cons of warm weather training, right? And the pros mainly is that it gets a lot of vitamin D into you, you get a nice bit of a tan, you know, you get to go down the beach and chill out with the lads, you have a bit of camaraderie, and your warm ups and stuff means that you can train at a more intensive level, right? The cons are that after you go off to this lovely warm weather train you're coming back to minus four degrees and pissing the rain and freezing cold and you end up being sick and pulling hamstrings all over the shop. So does this would you have avoided it would you prefer those to have avoided taking the warm weather train and or do you think it's it's a galvanizing impact given that we've only been in Dubai a couple of weeks ago? I personally think it's beneficial. Yeah. I think it's good for them to get away, different surroundings, away from all this madness, nice bit of sun. Yeah, I think it's just something fresh. I think it's a good I know the results after we came back from Dubai weren't too positive, but yeah, I just, I'm all for it. Yeah. Look, look, I'm sort of reading the article today and, and Which looking one? back. Which <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very, very, very warlike. Looking at the results, I, I, I didn't do the math, but it looked like a 50% win rate through all the games. Would it be in and about, right? Mm. That's me, you know. Well, I, 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 my thing is, if you look if you look at Klopp's record in February and March, through his whole time at Liverpool, they've been his worst months, and they also seem to be the ones that he takes them all off of right. one weather training. Yeah. So I was yeah. just wondering. It's probably a small sample size, though, isn't it, in fairness? Well, <laughs> <laughs> every season tends to be like you can't have a bigger sample size. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, have we got a theory that he's gone out of cups for for that reason? Then for a bit of a tan, yeah, yeah. A few for a bit of vitamin D. I was thinking though, would it not be as handy maybe to send the, the fans away for a bit of warm weather training? So like, yeah. if there's had a camaraderie and getting us all together, Benidorm, yeah, yeah, Benidorm. send forty thousand fans down to Benidorm <laughs> to get us ready for the run in. You yeah. can start drinking now, right? We come back, we'll be welcoming buses in. There'll be no tops on. We won't put any tops <laughs> yeah. on because it'll be full up, right? Flying. Andy's hands will be all over the shop at this stage, right? But do you not think it would benefit the club to send all the fans down to Benidorm just for a week and yeah, warm weather training? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all in for that one. Yeah. To pay more if you're listening, right? If you could. Uh, <laughs> we're all going to stick in our fan cars and see <laughs> the look of the dryer. But lads, like genuinely, the, the the with this game happening so far away, like it does it give a chance for some more recoveries to go on. So like we're, we're obviously Gomez is potentially misses one less game by not being back this season. Right, you've got Lovren who I don't know what's wrong with him at this stage. I don't think anyone knows what's wrong with him at this stage. But like. We could deal with him back as much as he's maligned. I would rather have him there than Matip because he's not as up and downy as Matip. And people can give out about him all yeah. they want. He does have his all, he does have the one game every five or six, but it's less so than Matip in those instances. Yeah, I personally don't think there's much between the two of them now. I don't, but I think he's more reliable. I think he's le- I think physically he's stronger than Matip. But I think he's that Van Dijk beside him, he's just a different player, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. He does look more calm. Yeah. 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 And the great thing about it, he's best mate to a salad, isn't he, as well? So it's good to keep him around. Like. Yeah. Even encouraged to have a shave. <laughs> <laughs> 
starting out on Trent. <coughs> yeah. That's quite worrying. He's looked good beside Van Dijk. Mm. You know, probably one game in ten. He's played bad beside him in France. A couple of niggly, niggly injuries then came along in France. But for me, I would have him ahead of my teeth all day long. Yeah? Yeah. All, all day. I, I, I completely agree with you. If, if you're looking at the order of our centre-backs, given based on form and ability, Gomez is ahead of the other two based yeah. on what we've seen this season. Not, but again, small sample size. He's played 13 games there this season as a centre-back and he's, he didn't play all of them there as a centre-back either. He's pushed out to right-back yeah. and that's where he picked Gomez up the injury. Is a different level to them too, right? I, I, I do agree, but my biggest issue with Gomez is that he's injury-prone. And he's playing 13 games a season. Yeah. His average, I think, yeah. since he signed for the club is 15 games a season. You know, And, and that's an issue. And people say that he's unfortunate. Yeah, we know loads of players who've always been unfortunate through their careers. It's also a great option to have as a right back as well. Though, yeah, he can cover both. And look, I'd love to have Gomez back before the end of the season, but we've got to be realistic as well, and you've got to play with the squad that you have there. And if you've got a choice between Lovren and Matip, I want to. Have, I'd prefer to. I'd prefer to see. I'd be more confident with Lovren in there than, than Matip as it stands. But looking at it though. <sighs> Where do we go? Like what? What? What is? The, what do we want? To, what? What do we really want out of this Walmart training? Do we want them to, like Oxley Chamberlain's gone out to take full part in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you did say a few weeks ago we may not. See, some people said they won't see him. We will. I think, believe we will see him before. Yeah, Klopp will use him. Yeah, without doubt. Yeah. Back yeah. in the Champions League squad as well, isn't he? It's, so, yeah, yeah, it's that pace, it's, it's that driving that people, it, it, it's to- he's totally different to Keita, Keita, and Shaqiri that way, you know, he opens up defences. We, we saw the impact he made for He's us a power runner. Far as yeah. It's yeah. like if you're trying to think of what a player looks like, you know, Keita, we haven't talked about that pass, I know you mentioned it because, and, and I want to come back to that in a second, because especially talking about this angle of how you play that attacking yeah. sort of midfield role, like he's, he has the ability and the vision of the pass, <coughs> right? But Oxley Chamberlain powers through midfields. Yes. He just powers past. He's gonna have that though after such a bad injury. Yeah. Gonna, it might take him six months before we see that. He hasn't skipped legs day though since he got the operation. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'd love to see him before the end of the season. But will we see any at the levels he was at before the injury? Probably not. No. No, would he be good? He's a good option to have off the bench and. Like uh, Gareth said, he's something completely different to what we have. So psychologically, in is another would it not be a huge boost as well for the fans to see that we have a, uh, another option? I think that the crowd, everybody is just taking them. Like at the start, mm. forty million pound. I was going, this is terrible. I was the like, same because, like, if, if you think about it, Wenger was the group using went on fire. And he was, <laughs> what's going on? Well, like, think about a waste of a talent that Wenger had. He was playing him on the right hand side. Mm. Klopp seen all that and put him in the middle of the park, and he's just a different player. He's mm. he's, he's he's class. I think absolutely agree. Absolutely agree with you. I think like. And I think, again, that different option, that ability to run at defenders cannot be underestimated. Yeah. And that's what made the difference when he did play. Now, if you get a defence that can manage it, you can see he's, he's pushed out of games, yeah. and we've seen and that in the few games. game as well. His yeah. passing game is, is brilliant. Absolutely. And then you've got Keita. And I do, like, his performance, what he did do, and what he did really well against Bournemouth, was to find his vision again. Like that, you said that ball that he bends around the corner is just sweet. Yeah, it's not it's even no. that. It's just a little small pass. He just he just has that brain, doesn't he? Where he just finds them little small passes. Yeah. yeah, I think confidence. I don't know. I think he could have just been struggling the way the season went when he came back in there and he was trying things and just the second half against West Ham, he was very good mm-hmm. and then uh, at the weekend there is excellent. So hopefully you now he kicks on because he was almost sixty million. He expects. Yeah, he hasn't been a sixty million player for us. So hopefully you now he kicks on and. Well, Gav, Gav has been of the opinion that he's going to make a huge impact on the running. 
and then potentially the Champions League is where, where, where you get more space in midfield to operate in. Yeah, looking at other players, like you can't really doubt Klopp. Look at Robertson, look mm-hmm. at Fabinho. It's like it's just different for every player, isn't it? Men- mentally, no, I, like, I, I, I doubt everyone. Yeah. I doubt Gav. Yeah, I doubt <laughs> well, the sanity. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know I get you. It takes time, but doesn't it? Not everyone is not every one of them is going to end up a hit either. Yeah. Yes. But like if you think Klopp, you have to trust them, don't you? Like you do, you do. But at the se- I think I think Kate's biggest issue has been that that, that was arguably the first time since the start of the season where he played in the role that we expected him to play. Yeah. Yeah. And we, so, we spoke where yeah. numerous times yeah, he was he's always yeah, at Leipzig, the left. At Leipzig yeah. he was in a totally different role yeah. than he was getting put in for Liverpool all the yeah. time. We always found him wider all the time when we were it's like yeah. the, it's like the sad thing when you go back even further, like when we're playing them as a as a number ten and stuff like that. And you're just saying, right, some players are just brilliant in yeah. the roles that they do, yeah. and that's how they've developed as a player. If you try put them into something else, it just doesn't work for them because they're brilliant. You signed them for being brilliant at what they do, and then we look to them to do something else, and it doesn't necessarily come off. Um, Right, the only question I have though is though, should they not have gone to Norway for a bit of fucking cold weather training? Fuck out weather training. <laughs> get, get yourself, if you're down to the really freeze when you come back and it's like two or three degrees, you go, Jesus, it's roasting here, isn't it, lads? <laughs> you're like, what's your man who plays for Celtic out in his, um, his t shirt and shorts all the time? Brown. Yeah, yeah lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> Troy Parrot as well did that. Sports. Did he, yeah? Just t shirt and shorts all the time. There's something wrong with them. <laughs> there is like, yeah. penguins are different noise there. <laughs> Waiting for the cowards to come in. Well, I just want to wrap it up. So, um, coming into this weekend, it's FA Cup. Nobody's paying any attention to football at all this weekend. So, like, let's be honest about it. It's a, it's a, I don't even know who's left in the FA Cup. I don't think that even the teams that are in the FA Cup know they're left in the <laughs> FA Cup. I know your man Parry Gammond is in the FA Cup. Yeah. That's about it. I expect City to put about 100 goals past Newport. If what they did to Burton Albion or whatever team they played that they scored a billion goals against them. Chelsea, yeah. Newport like, we're not going to do with Chelsea. <laughs> Stick it to them. But, like, you know, is, is there, do we hope that maybe Fernandinho gets a, a, a season-ending injury? It's, it's pretty clear that he's their, he's their most important player, isn't it? Yeah. Only Even if he's on the bench, do we pay one of the Newport players to run over just boot him in the head or something? Of course you don't. You get part of going, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> do you know the, the Newport manager's a big Liverpool fan? <laughs> big, oh, big yeah. Liverpool fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a huge, he's a scouser, he's a big yeah. Liverpool fan. So just, you know, if you're listening... An injury to Fernandinho would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you just think that you have have a couple of injuries, you know, don't you? Yeah. They, they go through a little spate every season where you know, a little block. I well, like if Sterling could get an injury because he's playing so well for them this yeah, season. He's been so integral to what's going on. That would be great. Sane was on the bench. Sane is better. Nah, it doesn't matter. Sterling is, is made and tick and he could get an injury and, and, and if Sané could get an injury that would be great as well and if yeah. Aguero could get an injury that would be brilliant and if Fernandinho could miss the rest of the season that would be fantastic as well I expect him to rest a lot of players that pitch is supposed to be awful yeah. so is he going to risk Fernandinho and all this weekend probably not hopefully he does I think they're going to play the statue of Joe Hart and go. I can't believe they fucking did that um, will you be watching the FA Cup guy? Yeah, yeah, of course we're there. Weirdo. Me and Jal will be down at 50 team of camera. Really, yeah? There's only 16 left. Any tips for the FA Cup? I have to watch it for a walk, but I said, buddy, what do you want? You've been looking at the live score, yeah, yeah, that's grand, yeah, whatever, yeah. Who's your man playing? Who's that scoring? But, lads, like, it's it's like it's just, like the FA Cup should be just played midweek now at this stage. It's like it's ruined. This, this my buzz is ruined because there's no league match this weekend. 
Yeah, it is. I will. I'm like Gar. I watch any football that's on, but it's not. It's not what it was. It never will be. No. The only if they gave the four Champions League place, I think that's the only. Yeah, but that, we only say that. that we only say that we're not. We're not worrying about coming fourth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In come on. What do we back the weekend? What do we watch the weekend? Um, I don't. I didn't even look at the weekend. Yeah. Right, lads. Right, I, I won't labour the point. Um, so warm weather training. Nothing to come the weekend. Next Tuesday we've got Bayern Munich. We never even talked about it, Bayern oh, Munich. Right? Um, and I'm not. I, I won't labour on too much. But supposedly Manuel Neuer has suddenly healed himself. Has managed to sew the ligament back together and is going to be ready for this game. And he says they don't fear Anfield. Are they not the right sounds you want to hear? Because every time a player uh, says you know, they don't, yeah, don't fear Anfield. Don't fear Anfield. Don't fear. The fans can bring what they brought, like the Bournemouth. I have to say, right, we didn't talk about this part, but the crowd against Bournemouth. For a game against Bournemouth, I thought it was one of the best sounding Anfields for that type of game in I don't know how long. It was an incredible atmosphere. The difference between that atmosphere and the one before, the last time we game before was... With, at Leicester. Because Andy says you can't take, take a deep breath because there was a polar vortex <laughs> and you, you could have died. <laughs> it was chalk and cheese. You could, yeah. you could hear, obviously, it was, it was huge. It was a big difference. The players react to it. Anfield always reacts to it. And mm. Unfortunately, that, that obviously last game they didn't react to it. The fans didn't wake so up. Did you see the program notes? Klopp and Henderson both focused on yeah. you know the fans and how much the support means. So obviously, do you know what you said though? You said like if we're, if we're not winning the last half an hour, just relax. We're gonna get it done. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Brilliant. I I I I genuinely think he's a great manager. I always said, and like you might question his decision, you might question his thing, but I don't have any doubt. <coughs> in terms of knowing that he's taken us in the right direction and while we could sit here and question what's going on because we're fans at the same time his performances his results have just talked for themselves yeah. we are in the Champions League now consistently which we hadn't done for the best part of a decade we're challenging for league titles and not like the last ones where they were just flashing the pans it's probably the first time since Rafa was there that it's looked like that this thing was building and building and building and it's potentially even a season earlier than we would have all expected to challenge for league we would have all liked to have a go at runners up this year to knock the spores out of the way and finish second and say right we have a real go at the league this year and it's come along the, it's coming along yeah. the season early and look what he's done with some of our players as well you know, you know my love for and um, admiration for Andy Robertson where he's come from you know mm-hmm. if you, you've got possibly one of the best left holes in Europe now yeah I think we're there as well because we are the best. We have to remember that. Yeah. Under Rogers, it was it's a bit fake, wasn't it? It was just We had like, the best. Well we had the best player in the world, but yeah. if you look at it, like the like eleven players, we're, we're up there where everybody knew. Mm. Genuinely mm. one of the best. But that Salah goal for me had everything that was good about a clock oh, team. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why and even the crowd, you can see the reaction to the crowd. It was just the way it built, the way it finished from the pass, the flick and the finish from Salah, it was just that was that natural rhythm that was in the team last year when they were going a full tilt. And for me, so that's the most positive thing yeah. about it. Because if you're going into these bigger games, you're going into the Bayern Munich match. I know people are saying we should bin off the Champions League because we need to focus on the league or whatever. But this is complimentary. You know, when we when in oh eight oh nine when we had the run in the league, we got to the semi finals of the Champions League. And I yeah, you watch a lot of German football like I do. This is one of the worst Bayern Munich sides I've seen in about ten years. And since Klopp won the league with Borussia Dortmund, this is one of the worst Bayern Munich. Well, Eleven year old is a big Bayern fan, and he's up and said it. And if an eleven year old can notice that there's, there's something something. Absolutely, doubtful about it, and it's it's got a lot We've of not the fear. age and people. Really haven't upgraded as well in ten years. Yeah, no. the, the back four doesn't look good at all. Kimmich is probably being one of their best players. Yes, that Roy Foden fans, and Neuer 
doesn't look the same. Looks, no, looks like a ghost. He looks like a player who's never hasn't recovered properly from the injury. Who's yeah. who rushed back to get back for the World Cup, World Cup and yeah. hasn't recovered yeah. properly, and he's picked up niggly injuries here and there. And even this one that they're talking about, it's another one. It's a ligament injury in a thumb, and it's like yeah. that's a big thing for a goalkeeper when your hands are being impacted by an injury because you don't have your natural flow to. Their backup keeper is. Paul Roy is is another minion. Like yeah. he's, he's he's an average goalkeeper who will put in decent performance, but has it in him as well to do something yeah. mad. So look, I I, I think it should be very confident that we can do a job in Anfield and then go to Munich and I also think those type of games are good momentum builders so if we go out there before we go to play United and you've you get your result right you're able to go into the United game full, bags full of confidence and if you don't you can just put it behind and say well we've got our bad result out of the way let's put this right yeah. when we go to United yeah the thing is we're going to have are we going to have Lovren in the matter of percent of the house in the first leg well that's if we can find Lovren <laughs> <laughs> it could easily be Fabinho. Yeah, yeah. Fabinho. I thought Fabinho was centre half in the game he did play. He was very good. He had moments though. Well, you know, it's a centre, a centre mid playing instead of a centre back. Yeah. yeah, the sort of awareness of what's behind you. It's like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, hang on, sweeping <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, look, I think loving a matchup for that one game, we're gonna have to. put they're not gonna have Thomas Muller, right? They're gonna have. That I don't know who they're going to play in terms of what's there. They've been playing Kingsley Coleman and they've been You'd playing... you want Thomas Muller, really, wouldn't you? Wouldn't yeah, but he's banned for the two games. Yeah, he's, he's finished that one. Yeah. So, and then you've got Lewandowski, who isn't the Lewandowski of three or four years ago. That's famous last words, but you know what I mean? Fire Milton, Murrayfield, and, and he just doesn't look like he's, he's that much interested anymore. He's yeah. 32 now, is he? As well, yeah. 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 So, and they've got, they're relying then on, is it Sandro Wagner, is the backup forward to Lewandowski? He's not getting, that's the guy that played against us for Hoffenheim yeah. when Matt and Lovren were the team. German Andy Carroll, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but like, do you know what I mean? Like, the, the, those two lads have already played against a team that's at Bayern Munich's level in terms of where Bayern Munich are this year, yeah. and that's why we shouldn't fear them. And we put Hoffenheim to the sword, so. Confident, yeah. Yep. A win all round. Oh, we're going. Yeah, confident against Munich. Yeah. I think What score? Come on, you're up against the end now, so I want to know. 2-0. 2-0, yeah? Okay. Yeah, 2-0. 2-0. 3-0. Oh! Nil, I'll draw. Right, that's a wrap. So tonight, that has been the Trippers. Um, that has been in Griffin on his first night in. We've got Garbrey, we've got Joe Walsh, and myself, uh, Casey. You can find us all at www.lfcdt.com. And on there, you'll also find the Sean Cox interviews, right? The first five are there. Steve was just finishing off the next five and we'll be uploading them. It's five per set or tenor for all 15 interviews. The tickets were also released for the Aviva Stadium today um, in terms of the match that's coming up, the charity match between the FEI Legends and the LFC Legends and there's a pre-sale code which is on the Twitter you get it tomorrow um, and you can get on to Ticketmaster and you can get your tickets for that to get on because every single penny of that is going towards Sean Cox and his recovery and look it doesn't matter how you donate or when you donate just do something because the, the family needs it he needs it and we, we want to see a Liverpool fan make as big a recovery as possible from it um, this has been the club we have been sponsored by Reds Bet the final whistle is back at some stage no not the final whistle the Fatback 4 will be back on some stage the cop table is out on Thursday and then we're back on Monday and then we'll be back after the game after Bayern Munich on Tuesday so I'll say goodnight God bless we'll talk to you next week time to fire up the grill time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavour to pair with those burgers ooh I love their beer cooler <laughs> you love their prices even more wondrous selection helpful guides ridiculously low prices Total Wine and more Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more.
Sports Social Podcast Network.